welcome, welcome you and all to another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast, where we talk about, say it with me, Latino everything. Thank you very much for being here on another episode. We really, truly hope that you are enjoying the content that we're putting out for you. And thank you for all the new subscribers that we have. We're moving up on the subscribers and on the audio side. We appreciate you very much. If you can rate us, give us a five-star rating. Leave us a comment. Leave us a like on YouTube. You don't understand how much it does help. You are already here. You are already here watching. So it doesn't take a lot, but it does help us immensely. You don't understand how much it helps us. So thank you very much. Okay, let's get to this Latino today. Again, welcome to the Global Latin Factor Podcast, where we explore and dive into the diverse culture of the Latinos all around the world. In this episode, we'll continue to discuss the life and legacy of one of the most iconic figures in Mexican comedy, Cantinflas. That's right, Cantinflas. He was born as Mario Fortino Alfonso Moreno Reyes, in 1911, Cantiflas went on to become a beloved comedian, actor, filmmaker whose influence can still be felt today. Join us as we dive into the fascinating life of Cantiflas. Now, Cantiflas' early life was marked as with poverty, hardship, and he used to even have to use his wits to navigate through the tough neighborhoods in Mexico City. His first, he first gained popularity. As far as in a circus tent, that's where he actually began to do it until he actually moved into a legitimate theater and film. His breakthrough came in in 1940 in the film Ahí Está El Detalle. There is the detail, Ahí Está El Detalle, which introduces his signature character of El Pelado, which is an impoverished farmer. From there, he went on to star in dozens of successful films in Mexico and becoming one of the most beloved, beloved and biggest actors and stars in Mexican film. Now, if you know about Cantinflas, if you watch one of his movies, you just can't. There's certain things that you can't even begin to describe the way that he was, his acting, how funny he was, how he wasn't really trying to be funny. The way he says certain phrases, you'll be like, what is he talking about? Like he'll take a common phrase and he'll flip around or he'll have some moral things and he just be doing it. He, he used to kind of like his, his look too. Uh, when I watched some of his first movies, they were in black and white. And, you know, a lot of the times his pants were almost to his to his behind. And uh, I would say that, you know, he might have been one of the first people that began uh, as far as sagging and inventing sagging. I didn't say he did it, but, you know, he was one of the first ones that I was saw on TV that was like, what is wrong with his pants? But that was his thing. And, and it was it's amazing to watch the men work. Uh, if you know about Cantinflas, thank you very much for being here. I hope you learned something about today about Cantinflas. Hello. Quickly jumping in to let you know, we know that you are enjoying the episode. Hit the subscription, hit the bell, and again, right back to our programming. Thank you very much. So Cantinflas' success in Mexico caught the attention in Hollywood. And in 1956, he started alongside David Niven in the Academy Award-winning film Around the World in 80 Days. His performance was praised by critics and audiences alike, and he won a Globe, Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Motion Pictures 
musical, or comedy, Cantinflas' Hollywood career was brief, however, and he returned to Mexico to continue making films. Cantinflas' humor was unique and its use of Mexican linguistic features such as annotations, vocabulary, and syntax. His films and characters became so popular that they gave a rise of a new expression in the Spanish language such as cantinflear, cantinflada, and cantinfresco. Cantinflas' influence extended beyond comedy and he became involved in Mexico's labor politics and was seen as a spokesperson for the downtrodden. His character was extremely examined by the media critics and philosophers and linguists who saw him as a both a danger to Mexican society and a paquette underdog, meaning a very somebody that came from the bottom that could inspire people. And he was really watched as far as what he did, his comedy. It wasn't something that it was just oh some actor, some comedian doing something. He he was one of the first comedian and actors that really had an influence. That the people, the people that were poor, they could see themselves in the man and saw how he was coming up. And he was even again, they studied the way that he and new words were becoming began to emerge as far as expressions from the way and the movies that he was like he was coming out. So his influence was like huge because you think now that people are influencers, well, he was definitely one of the first influencers in that part because they were really watching him, what he was doing. And it was important to make sure that people pay attention because you don't want people to start influencing too much because, you know, not to create any conspiracies, but we know that there's certain people that want to keep people not looking into or exploring different options to keep them at a certain place. And when you start bringing somebody this influence, he's going to be watched. He's going to be watched very carefully now Cantinflas was married to Valentina Inanova Subarev for nearly 30 years and they had one adopted son together after Valentina's death Cantinflas struggled with alcoholism health problems he passed away in 1993 at the age of 81 leaving behind a legacy that continues to inspire generations of Mexicans and Latin American comedians and actors. His contribution to Mexican cinema and culture have earned him a special place in the heart of people across Spanish-speaking worlds. Mario Moreno Cantinflas appeared in over 50 films throughout his career, including, these are some of the films only, no Te Engañes Corazón in 1936, Gran Hotel in 1944, El Super Sabio in 1948, Si Yo Fuera Diputado in 1952, El Bolero de Raquel, which he did an amazing dance uh, piece, which is amazing, in 1957, Sube y Baja in 1959, Pepe in 1960, El Padrecito in 1964, another freaking classic movie. El Barrendero, which is a very popular movie too, in, in later years, in 1982. If you ever got to watch some of these movies, his dance was amazing. Till this day, sometimes myself, I find trying to imitate some of the moves that he did because, oh my goodness, this man was uh, amazing. Even now, whenever I, I, I visit my mom and she has a TV on, here and there, they pass one of the movies, and I just 
even if I'm scrolling through, I would just stop and watch the movie because he's so entertaining. And again, yeah, a lot of actors were looking at him. And even to this generation, 2023, they still find an influence as far as what Cantinflas did and how amazing he was, how, how like ahead of his time in a different way at, at the same time, just pushing as far as Mexican cinema, because Mexican cinema has always been a big deal, even though many people might not realize around the world, people know that a Mexican cinema has been ahead uh, in a lot of categories as far as, you know, storytelling actions and different things like that. So to have somebody like this is able to influence and take it further and to inspire other up and coming, not only Mexican, but Latino people that can study and know about him is amazing. Now, Throughout his career, Cadillac was known for his ability to make audiences laugh while also attacking serious issues such as poverty and social inequality. His legacy lives on in the hearts of his fans and continues to influence. He has, uh, he has on the world, uh, has influenced the world of comedy. Now, once again, thank you very much for checking out another episode of the Global Latin Factor podcast. We hope that you enjoy what we ex as we explore the legacy of Cantiplas, and we hope that you enjoy learning about this iconic figure that has impacted Mexican and Latin American culture in cinema and just in general. Again, remember to subscribe to the podcast. Join us on the next episodes and the next episode as we explore and continue to celebrate the diverse culture, the vibrant culture of the Latinos here in the United States and around the world. And remember, we are just like you. We are the spice in this melting pot that it is the world. Till next time. Bye. Thank you. Thank you very much for checking out another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast. Remember to subscribe. Hit the bell. It means a lot to us. You don't understand how much you are appreciated whenever you do that. It helps us so much. And we are quickly moving on different platforms of the Latino community so we can bring you a lot more important content about Latinos. And it's all thanks to you. Thank you very much. What is the Lavigo? Walks like a pedo, but in fact, he's a flamingo. Coming to Havana in recent Puerto Rico. On a pirate ship, he don't know where do we go. The birds of the jungle chasing fortune and fame, but Juan is flamingo, is not walking the same. Balaje de la flauta en banana.